When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Odds and End Zones, a podcast feature of milehighreport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Ian, I don't know how else to say this, but no live reports from OTAs is a change from the way the Broncos have done things in the past, which is the way we've been living throughout the entire course of the Sean Payton era in its in its infancy. But still, what we're learning is we don't get to learn anything. <laughs> we get everything well after the fact, and I suppose that's his style, and I'm fine with it except for when we're trying to do a podcast about the Denver frickin' Broncos. Uh, I I digress. And that ties into a a quote from Sean Payton last week. They haven't really done much this week. I think OTAs start as we record this on a Wednesday. They probably start back up on Thursday. But he said, that was our policy at the Saints, and I just carried it here. Everyone has been affected on this side of the building with the way we are doing things. You guys got the rookies for an open locker room. And then I just took away all your little Twitter posts during practice. We'll call it even. Yeah, we'll call it. I like that. We'll call it even. I love how he's, I love how he's kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to use a, a, I won't say it, but he's kind of like F you. I do what I want. Kind of. He's that kind of guy. And he's earned that over the course of his career. And you kind of got to be like, all right, well, yeah, F you, I do what I want. But it is it is something that I miss the, you know, I could open up Twitter and be like, oh, this just happened. Oh, this just happened. And now now you open it up and it's like, 
Oh, did anything just happen? Nothing. Is anybody? Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? And they're there. They just they, they just ain't responding. And yeah, F you, I do what I want. And, you know, like that old Cartman, I, I do what I want. And he's earned, as you said, he's earned that. So you got to you gotta deal with it. I'll be interested to see what happens during training camp when the fans are on the hill. He's not going to be able to mandate what fans tweet out. That's going to be where you're going to get your updates because it's not going to come from the media. So from that sense, you adapt, you learn. It worked for the Saints. He was successful. Why not? Why yeah. not carry it over to the Broncos? Yeah, I mean, it all has to do with, and, and this is really where we're at, and I've been saying it all offseason. It's become my mantra, whatever Sean Payton wants to do. right? That's just that's just the way we've got to be as Bronco fans. I think you you end up just causing yourself your own, you know, you know, your own issues. If you continue to, you know, bitch and moan about, well, we're not getting the updates and we're not getting the access and we don't get to, you know, who, who cares? I, I mean, just whatever Sean Payton wants to do. And until the results are not there, it's really hard for us to complain about whatever it is he's doing because there's nothing to really measure it by. And, that I think is is really the frustration is you want to measure success and we we all want to be able to measure the success of the Sean Payton hire and it's the patience that is really you know sort of wearing on people where we we want that instantaneous this is it's it's working it's working or it's not working whatever it may be and so you get some guys who will manufacture positives and negatives out of thin air just because that's the world that they live in and they feel like they have to do it. And the truth is we have nothing. We have nothing we can really go on as far as positives and negatives other than past performance of Sean Payton with the Saints, which was fairly successful. And so we have something to possibly look forward to. And, and that's, you know, I'm finding my zen. In terms of access, you're not really taking anything away you're just taking away play by play. And I I don't really find that useful as someone who covered training camp and did the play by play. It I don't what what are you doing it for? To show that you're there? I it doesn't really offer much. So it's not like he's closed off practice. This isn't like a college practice where he's not allowing media to watch it. He's still allowing media to watch it. He just isn't allowing them to tweet about it which is perfectly fine with me. So it allows them to actually watch what's going on instead of staring at their phone, trying to come up with some clever quip to tweet out to their followers. You know what it is? It is uh, a, almost a callback or a throwback to the days before Twitter when you yeah. had to go and watch and jot down your notes and go back and write your article and post it. And, you know, you, 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 you found it on a blog or you found it on a newspaper website or, uh, you know, whoever reported on it. On, in the newspaper? In, in, the, in the newspaper. Can you imagine picking up a newspaper? What? The only thing I use newspaper for now is starting fires in my in my fire pit. Like, like, do we have a newspaper around? I need to start a fire. <laughs> That's it. But it is. It's like it's like old school. And, and you know, the, the younger generation, we're old now. The younger generation is, is, is going to struggle with it, I think, more than we will. Like you said, I don't care, but the younger generation who's used to that instantaneous boom, 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 boom. Russell Wilson throws a pass to the left side to Cortland Sutton. Okay. What does that tell you on Twitter? Nothing, but Nothing. you feel like it doesn't tell you. Because even back then, even during 
Vance Joseph, even before that with Kubiak, you weren't allowed to do formations. You were allowed to say who is on the field, but you couldn't do formations. And I mean, okay, so touchdown to Tim Patrick in the end zone on seven on seven. Woohoo! Yippee! <laughs> I I mean, you're still gonna get it. It's just gonna be after the practice is over. So I the, the good thing is I haven't seen anyone bitching about it, but Not I'm yet. sure there's a certain radio station that will start to do it once training camp starts. Yeah, and and part of that is because it is their bread and butter. That's where they that's that's where they've started to kind of gear everything towards and and they will like everyone else have to adjust and as long as Sean Payton comes in and creates success they will adjust and be very happy to do so and, and I think that's the key is anything and everything that you can complain about right now about Sean Payton and the things that he has decided to do for this franchise it's all it's all BS until play on the field starts to happen and you start to see whether it's successful or it's not and you're just gonna have to wait and I think trying to gauge success at this point is incredibly foolhardy. I mean, the first part of the offseason programs, they weren't even doing football. Like they weren't even doing meetings. Just they were just conditioning, lifting, yeah. working out, conditioning, getting in shape. Mm-hmm. So even mildly trying to, to gauge success at this point, I get it. This is an instantaneous society now. And, but it's not going to come until train, at least until the first week of training camp, but probably not until the preseason. Absolutely. You know, and, and the one thing that I'm looking for throughout this process is how are guys like Javante Williams coming along, right? That's, that's really what you're looking for. How are, uh, you know, what are the reports on him? What are the reports on Tim Patrick coming back from injury? What are the reports on Russell Wilson? And is he is he creating rapport with his receivers? Or does he look like you? Like we talked about last week. He looks super fit, like he had been you know riding a Peloton or some junk like that. Who knows? So those are the kinds of things that you're kind of looking for. It's so early. It's not necessarily football as it is. How do they look? Do they look like they're going to be okay? Like the news on Javante Williams was was welcome news. Because it was like, oh, he he might be back week one. And, and even if he's not, he looks like he's going to be coming back healthy at some point early in the season versus halfway through. That's that's positive information that I was happy to get that has really nothing to do with formations or, or plays or what kind of offense they're implementing. None of that mattered. It was, what's his health like? What's Tim Patrick's health like? What is... You know, what does Russell Wilson look like after such a, a bad season the year before? How is Jerry Judy and, and, and Cortland Sutton coming along with that relationship? Does it just look good? And and those are the things that you're going to really want to latch on to before we get to any, is this going to be a good football team? And the other thing is how the rookies are developing. Rookies, younger, younger players, how are they developing? And what kind of impact are the guys that Sean Payton brought in who he had ties with in New Orleans, what kind of impact are they making? So that that would be what I would look at. And then once training camp starts, I hope people start asking people, being people in the media, start asking those on the team how helpful those guys who have been with Sean Payton before, how beneficial is that and has it been? Because that that's going to be the key is how quickly people pick up 
on Sean Payton's offense, on on what he wants. I think on defense, I, I think Vance Joseph, while there's probably some intricacies that are different from Vic Fangio, it's pretty much all the same now in the NFL. Just wild all that we're talking about s- Vance Joseph. I'm sorry, but that just <laughs> still kind of hits me sideways. Like, really, Vance Joseph? I still okay. All right, that's cool. So I apologize. So I, uh, th- those are the thing. I, like, how, how quickly are they picking up the offense? How is the defense adjusting to new terminology and potentially little differences from? the last few defenses now with Vance Joseph. So those are the things that you need to keep. That's what matters. And then of course, health. That's right. And, and health, I think is, is something that we, we, we witnessed all the last few seasons. Health was a huge issue. And, and uh, I know you, uh, uh, you have an article coming up soon about KJ Hamler and, and uh, you know, in one of our roster reviews and, you know, that's one of those guys. Health is an issue, right? And we'll we'll be monitoring that. We'll be monitoring pretty much everybody's health and the difference because it was a lot of little things in the last few years. The hamstrings that were popping up and causing problems. The, you know, you had Russell Wilson doing what was it? High knees in an airplane on the way to freaking London, like you know that kind of stuff. So how how good is the conditioning going to be so that they're ready for football action? And and you know. It's the off season. You got to kind of accept it. All right. You mentioned KJ oh, Hamler. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> What's fascinating about that? I didn't know this until I started writing the roster review on him. He tore his pec in March. I didn't know that either. You're, so he can't. He's not even on the that. field right now. You are informing me of that. So he hasn't even been on the field. He's not going to be on the field. It was a four to six month rehab from the torn pec that he had surgery for. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, he might not be back till September. And yes, I did just count that on my fingers. So, I mean, even even when he's trying to come back from a knee injury, he was coming from a, a, an ACL tear where it, it takes time. Let's look at Jamal Murray with the Denver Nuggets. It took him almost two years to get back. K.J. Hamler was back. He was on the field, but he couldn't stay on the field because he then started having hamstring issues. And then he goes into the offseason. I remember a quote from him in February saying, I'm finally going to be able to get right. Then he tears his peck. I mean, the dude just has awful, awful, awful luck. I, I I mean, I feel bad for him, but 
this is a make or break season for for KJ Hamler. Yeah, and it, he can't be on the field. It's a, it's about ability and and availability is the most important ability. It's it I say it all the time. You've you've you know, you hear it's I feel terrible for him cuz he's when he's on the field, he's he's an absolute burner. And he just stretches the offense and makes the defense have to focus on that, and it, it makes things better. And and he's I just don't see him in that role moving forward. I I didn't know we were going to talk about KJ Hamler, but it, it it does sort of it makes sense for us to to bring it up now because in OTAs again he's not on the field. He's not he's not able to start learning the offense and implement it. He's not able to get rapport with Russell Wilson. He's not able to impress the coaches he's not able to do anything and that really ends up looking like a wasted draft pick that could have been you know a really really good thing to have for the Broncos it's you know it happens and you feel bad for the kid and you hope he gets it right but it's not looking good for him as of right now so uh any anything else we want to hit on before we jump into our odds update Broncos are still looking for a kicker yeah Honestly, you know, I, I, a little inside baseball here in in our in our MHR Slack. Scotty was all over Brett Ma, Mahar Mahar Ma, Ma What how do you say it? Is it Mar? Just Mar. Ma, you got to get the huh, you got huh, you got to get that H in the Mahar. Yeah, you got to really hit on like that. Like Stewie with cool hip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Say cool. Say whip. Whip. Cool hip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Ooh, I, like I nailed that Stewie Brett impression. Brett Maher. Brett Maher. Maher. Brett Maher. Every time I say his name, I'm going to do it like Stewie from now on. That's how the I'll remember. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> Ron Burgundy in the house. I like it. All right. Yeah, he's. I, they, they, Scotty was like, they might as well just sign him. You look at his numbers. His numbers were better than McManus over the course of the last several seasons. And the only issue was that he got the yips in that one game, and he just couldn't make anything. I, I think he's recovered from that. That is something that is scary. That's like, that's Rick Ankiel level scary. Remember Rick Ankiel? He was a, a rookie pitcher for the Cardinals. What was that? Two thousand? I think it was two thousand one, two thousand two. I missed what you said there. I'm sorry. I'm going on this Rick Ankiel thing. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I'll bring it up after you're done. And he, uh, he, he had a great rookie season, and then in the playoffs. He started. He turned into Nuke Lelouch before Crash Davis got a hold of him, and just was airmailing every pitch, and and never pitched again. They they brought him back the next season. He had a horrible start. They sent him down. He couldn't do it. He left baseball because he completely Chuck Knobloch, same thing. Bad throws. Rick Ankiel was able to kind of recover his career and ended up being a, a pretty solid outfielder for a while. But I don't think uh, Brett Maher has that option. I think he's not going to end up becoming like an inside linebacker if he can't make kicks anymore. I went the more old school route. Mm. Those for the veteran listeners, I was going to go with 10 cup. Oh, the yips, the little chili dippers. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. That's just how I play golf though. You don't That's want just... the chili dipper. <laughs> a little chili. Dipper I, I'll never forget that scene. Ooh, a little chili dipper. Then he hits another one. And that's when he starts freaking out. And he's like, yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> that's when you got to take all the change out of your left pocket and put it in your right pocket. Turn your hat around. Turn your hat around. That's right. You already look like an idiot. Now you're just playing the part. Bitch, that's such a good scene. That's such a good movie. I don't. 
Can you call that an underrated sports movie? I don't think it is. I think it's 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 usually up there in the in the. I rankings. think it's underrated. I think it's. I don't probably, know how. I, I, yeah, because it, in terms of Kevin Costner sports movies, it's definitely behind Field of Dreams and Bull Durham. Absolutely, it's. I think it might be number three on the list for me, and then Perfect Game was really good. Real, that's a really underrated movie. If we're doing Kevin Costner sports movies, which I didn't know we were going to do. Day. Oh yeah, those are. I mean, solid movies. Kevin Costner's a good sports movie guy. I, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's in you know Yellowstone, and he's really good in that." And yeah, he is, and that's fine. Whatever. He's, he's phenomenal in that. He's. I mean, and it's good. It's a good show. I'm not taking anything away from. Well, him. I I have to. My wife is sitting upstairs. I would be remiss if I don't say, "Dances with Wolves." Not a sports movie. Not, not but it's a great movie. Yeah, it's good. I agree. You mentioned Yellowstone. How could you not mention Dances with Wolves? I mentioned Yellowstone as sort of like a. I understand that a lot of people are watching him in Yellowstone now, and that's where they that's that's what they picture when you say Kevin Costner now. Although, for me, if you say Kevin Costner as an actor, the first image that comes to my mind is either going to be Field of Dreams or Bull Durham, and probably not even in that order. It probably bounces back and forth depending on. To me, my it's Ragatzella. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, so Field of Dreams, Ray Kinsella, and Want to Have a Catch, you know that kind of stuff. But uh, I think I'm more Bull Durham. I think to me because I because I love the on field interaction between Nuke and uh, or, or Meat as he calls him, right? Ebby Calvin, Nuke Lelouch. What a great name! Who came up with that name? That is fantastic, by the way. We have we've derailed a little, but I kind of like this tangent. We have. And that's okay. I, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. But uh, yeah, it is sort of like the Tin Cup. Tin Cups is 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 his best golf movie by far. <laughs> I would say that I'd be shocked if the Broncos don't sign Brett Maher. Brett Maher. <laughs> it's my best Stewie voice. It's all created I created a monster. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, do we want to do an odds update? Mom, mom, mama, Ma, mommy, Ma, mom, mama, 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 mama. Ma. I will kill you. So you mentioned odds update when the Broncos signed Sean Payton or traded for Sean Payton and then signed him DraftKings shifted the odds from plus 4,000 to plus 2,800 to win the Super Bowl. What's fascinating about that is they've shifted back to plus 4,000. Hmm. So it's almost like you want to get in on it now. I don't know. I, that's not a good bet, though. It's right? definitely better value. Sure, it's, it's better value, it, it, but it's not. It's 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 probably not going to happen. But it's definitely better value if you're looking for. I would say if you wanted to do something that's probably still equal value, and maybe maybe championship winner AFC, they're plus twenty five hundred. Obviously, the favorite is the Chiefs. For both the AFC and the Super Bowl, I got kind of an interesting one here for you. That's a, that I, the the AFC Championship one is an interesting one. I like that. I, I want I want your opinion on uh, the the Denver Bronco Denver Denver Broncos Denver Broncos division total wins. Uh, DraftKings has that set right now. Over two and a half is minus one eighty five. Under two and a half is plus one fifty. 
is that does that starting number feel low to you? Two and a half, or does that feel feel about right? That feels right because they're saying they're going to be five hundred. It's such a so, mystery, right? Me, that and it's not good value. Minus one eighty is horrible yeah. value. So I, I, I would not. I, I think they're going to get three divisional wins because I think they're going to finally beat the Chiefs. Well, and that's plus I, I made that prediction. So. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I, yeah. So... To me, that yeah, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna get at least three wins. In terms of awards, I'd stay away from comeback player of the year. It's obviously gonna be the sentimental choice of Demar Hamlin, so stay away from that. Coach of the year is interesting because Sean Payton is the second favorite behind Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is plus eight fifty. Sean Payton plus nine hundred. I think that has a very very good chance of hitting. And it's really, really good value. What do what do the Broncos have to do for Sean Payton to get coach of the year? What is the Beat the Chiefs. Beat the Chiefs. And that's it. They could go one and that's one it. and sixteen and they're and he's coach of the year. If they if they beat the Chiefs, he's gonna win coach of the year. Because they haven't beaten the Chiefs in like fifteen years. October of twenty fifteen. September. I thought it was October. It was week two. Week two on Monday night. Ah. Bradley Roby. Last the time they score. beat the Chiefs. Because what started that whole crap cycle, crap slope, crap mountain was the like four, I think it was the four interception game that Peyton Manning played. That's when true. he got benched. Yeah. Well, he needed to be benched. That was that season was magical, but man, it was tough to watch. <laughs> I would prefer that over anything we've watched the last seven years. Absolutely. I don't disagree, but my heart was always like beaten super fast and uh, also stopped at the same time, which is, which is, I think impossible. You know, I don't know how you have a hundred beats a, a second and also stopped, but I do. That's, that's one of my conditions. Um, it's not, not a healthy one by any means. Uh, what about, okay. So, so I think Sean, I, I, th- I think a little differently than you. Yes, they have to beat the Chiefs. I think you're right about that. But I also think they have to make the playoffs for him to be considered a viable option as coach of the year. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. And and any and team can win on any side. will happen. Yeah, because I honestly, if they beat the Chiefs and go two and fifteen, they beat them twice. But they go two and fifteen. That's just two fluke games. That's all that is. Whereas you beat the Chiefs in one game and you win 10 games and you go to the playoffs, even as a wild card, after the last seven years, 
I, I think Sean Payton, as long as Dan Campbell doesn't go undefeated or even, you know, I don't know, win the division, I, I think Sean Payton's the guy, which I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm, I'm not making any predictions as of yet, but that would be what I think needs to happen for him to win coach of the year. One of the reasons I said beat the Chiefs is I think it's assumed that if you beat the Chiefs, you're going to make the playoffs. So I, I think the two are connected. And I think here's the thing. Voters love to give a guy who has been off or a first-time head coach, coach of the year. Dan Campbell had his moment last year. This, the, there isn't going to be that new shiny object. This is a new shiny object with Sean Payton. Took a couple of years off, was on Fox, sucked up to the media a little bit. If he gets the Broncos to beat the Chiefs and make the playoffs, he's coach of the year. Lock it Just in. as DeMar Hamlin is going to be the comeback player of the year. Like, he gets on the field, he plays one snap, he's the comeback player of the year. Yeah, easily of what happened, obviously. I mean, yeah. you don't... I mean, I'm not I'm not disparaging him. No. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> he steps on the field, he's getting comeback player of the year. <laughs> Honestly, he could just practice, and I'd be like, I don't know, he kind of died on the field. I think he's comeback player of the year, even if he doesn't play. Even if it's not really him, he'll get comeback player of the year. That was so crazy. We're not going down that, that route. That was so crazy. <laughs> but I don't think it's really him. You don't know what he looked like to begin with, so what are you talking about? That's That was always my thing. You didn't know who he was until it happened, so shut up and go sit down. That was always my thing with that. So, I, you know, I, I digress. Uh, any other odds that we want to look at? I think that's pretty much it. I, I think those are... If you're going to look at team, because I'm a big futures guy. Yeah. That's what I like to do. I think that's where the most value is. I don't think there's really value in sides or totals. If you have a, a bonus bet, like I, I, I think parlays are, I don't want to say a scam, but if you use a bonus bet on a parlay, that's fine. But never go into a parlay expecting it to hit because you're always going to, whether it's one leg that, I mean, there is nothing worse than having a parlay with one leg coming up short. And it's not just one leg. It's one thing in the one leg. So like you do an NBA same game parlay and you have a guy to get 15 points and he gets 14. That's the worst. Yeah, it is. So uh, it, it don't, don't go into doing parlays thinking you're going to win. Like you can get, you can get great odds. You can get great value, but the steeper the odds, the, more, the less likely it is to happen because that's just the way it's, that's the way bet, betting and gambling works. So I always say, if you have a bonus bet, put one on a parlay. Don't use your own money on a parlay. But if you do, you could use like a dollar, or five dollars, whatever. Uh, you know, Don't you know me. I'm always throwing it. a dollar on a parlay. It's just a dollar. I I can afford that. So, and that's the thing. Do what's comfortable and do what's right for yourself. We're just trying to to find the find value on Broncos and NFL bets. And I I think in terms of other odds, what stands out to me, at least at DraftKings, is the 49ers is a plus a thousand. How are they plus a thousand? To me, they're the best team in the NFC. If they get a quarterback, they beat the Eagles. Because I think Kyle Shanahan finds a way to beat that defense the way Andy Reid did. So if they get a quarterback with that defense, 
I think the 49ers are the team to win the Super Bowl in 2023, 2024. I I think that what you just said, though, is important if they get a quarterback. Which they do if he comes back in Brock Purdy, which it sounds like he could be. Can I just get a little love for being on Brock Purdy like three years ago? I mean, just a little bit. Iowa State, you you said it. I just want to make sure you get it.